Hello everyone, uh, this is Hannah from DuckFeed, of course, and today I have the wonderful Katie Maybe, Maybury Van Duren with us. Mm -hmm. Hello, hello. Thank from, you for me. Yeah, thank you for making time to chat with us. I know it's a very busy time of year for you because you're the owner of Strawberry Swing, which is an indie craft fair based in Kansas City. We are yeah. in Kansas City, Missouri, and we, this city is very fun because it, it is on both Kansas and Missouri sides. So we have a street called State Line that literally divides the two states. And so I can stand in Kansas and Missouri if I want to. <laughs> I've had craft fairs on State Line Road where <laughs> literally people are parking in Kansas, but my fair is in Missouri. That's amazing. That, that's yeah. a really fun little thing about the area. Um, so for Strawberry Swing, for all of us who are new to hearing about this amazing craft fair that you have, can you just tell us short as you can? I'm sure it's a long, beautiful story, but like what's the story of Strawberry Swing and, and your involvement there? So we started in 2011 and we're in Kansas City. So we saw that um, the big fairs never really came here. They came to Chicago and New York and LA. And so a friend of mine named Heather Baker, she, we were all on Etsy uh, makers, you know, selling on Etsy. Etsy had kind of just come around then. And we had a big group and my friend Heather actually named the craft fair and started it. And she was like, we should all just sell in person. We're, we're all selling on Etsy and we're local. So it started from an Etsy group called the Strawberry Swing, which is, um, Coldplay song. I hope they'll never, I hope they would be happy that we're using it, but it's a really beautiful Coldplay song. And she loved that song. So she named it that. And the first fair had about 25 makers. I was one. And then she moved to Colorado in 2013 and I took it over and grew it huge. And now we've been in BuzzFeed <laughs> as one of the top indie crafters in the world. And our last holiday show had 20,000 guests and more than 150 vendors. So it's wow. really great. And Kansas City spends more than $3 million at it every year. So we support hundreds, actually thousands of local small businesses and makers in the Midwest. And it's really fun. And it's a beautiful community. Everyone that comes is super nice, kind, and loves being around creatives. Wow. That's an impressive little story. <laughs> what an impact you're having. It sounds like not just locally then, you know, you're being featured for just expanding the world of crafts and makers. It's true. Um, so when you were one of those first 25, what were you making? How do you identify as a maker? Has that changed or you're sort of, you know, your craft and you, you stick there? Um, I was making my maker name and I still have my Etsy site and I actually just sold some stuff is Papillon Kate. I love butterflies. Um, Papillon means butterfly in French. And I started selling stationery and jewelry. And then I moved on to when I had a baby in 2011, I started making baby stuff. Like I would just, um, you know, so kind of, I would design out of felt and sew the felt onto onesies and bibs and I made hats and all kinds of stuff. And then once I took over the craft fair, I didn't really have time to sell. At the first couple swings that I ran, I tried to sell and manage the fair, but it was way too hard. And so I ended up having people come and sell my stuff for me. But the reason that I love the swing is that I require the maker to be there so that you, the guest meets who made their products. So then I wasn't even following my own rules. So I stopped selling and just like really focused on this craft fair. But lately, since COVID, um, I've pivoted where I don't have like the huge festivals because obviously we can't have huge festivals with 
20,000 people. So I kind of launched these weekly uh, Saturdays with the swing and we were having only 15 makers outside every Saturday from August until last weekend. And so I had much more time to be in my booth and it was, it was much more chill, less stressful. So I have become recently a florist. So now I'm making floral arrangements because I found it brought people great joy to mm. buy flowers at the event. And um, like I, I just made some pumpkin arrangements and they're so cute. And they're oh, so cute. <laughs> I showed you some pictures of them. And this morning I've already been out delivering some of them because it brings me great joy to mm. make other people happy. And that's, I think, kind of what all makers like to do. It's like you find joy in what you're making. And then it even brings you more joy when it brings joy to someone else. So it's all about in these times right now, being, bringing joy and a little bit of happiness when we're all kind of stressed out and a little um, full of anxiety. <laughs> Things are a little up in the air. We don't know what's going on. At least we can support each other, you know? Yeah, for sure. And that's, that touches on two things that I was looking forward to chatting you with, with you about, um, you know, how do you feel when you create something, you know, joy um, yeah. is, is one of them and connecting with other people. It sounds like, sure. is there anything else there in the creation part of it that lights you up? Yeah, like working with the flowers. So I always love creating the stationery and the jewelry, but working with the flowers has mm. really been something I didn't expect it to be so kind of cathartic. It's like almost like I imagine people who do yoga or meditate. It almost feels like that. It's brought me like a calm. And I have mm. you know, a four-year-old, a nine-year-old. My husband is a chef. So, you know, we've all been stressed, like, especially with the restaurant industry, as you know, with COVID, it's, mm. his restaurant's been shut down twice. Um, he went, of course, everything was closed for the first two months and we didn't know what would happen. And so it's been super beautiful to be able to work with my hands and, you know, see the smell. I think the smells even of the flowers mm. and even the eucalyptus leaves that I'm using. Oh, in the I love that. Yeah. I think, is it behind me? You can see some of the arrangements, oh, but yeah. it's been really cathartic and I want to keep doing it even though I have a lot going on <laughs> I, have a, I founded a nonprofit as well and I also have like another business with a maker where we teach um we teach makers how to be successful and that's also brought me great joy being able to use the knowledge I have gained over these last 10 years so but the touching and the making and the bringing the joy to other people when I deliver the flowers or they buy them for me mm. it's been super great during these hard times yeah, that's a wonderful, it's a wonderful image, like working with natural materials and, and colors make me so happy and the smells, all of it. Yeah, yeah. There's just something about fresh flowers that right. just makes a room brighter, it's for sweet. sure. Um, so when you talked about this nonprofit you have working with other makers, mm -hmm. how does it feel to help other makers? That's clearly part of your foundational belief system with yeah. Strawberry Swing. Um, how does that feel for you? It's wonderful. Um, we created, so the one business that I have with another maker, her name is Carly Robinson, and she's a watercolor artist. She does mm. these incredibly intricate watercolor paintings where she paints tiny little flowers, ironically, um, and they create the larger design. And we formed Craft Show CEO last year before the pandemic hit to train people to make money at the craft shows. Cause I see at strawberry swing at the same exact show I've seen, let's just use candles as an example. I've seen one candle maker make $13,000 in two days and another make $1,500. And like, I've kind of figured out the difference and like what one is doing different than the other. And 
So, and Carly is a maker and she's been able to quit her day job, which is what a lot of creatives, you know, you've heard there's like cliche sayings of like art isn't whatever a job, but it is. Mm. And many makers though start with like a day job. Like I personally was a paralegal when I was uh, first started making items. And then now I run all these other businesses and don't have to be a paralegal, which didn't bring me joy. Um, Carly was able to be a full-time maker. She is super successful. And so together we teach both from the aspect of the maker and the curator of the show, how to be successful. And so we've kind of pivoted a little to just be successful selling online because I've, I've obviously seen how makers are successful selling online too, um, because there's not as many craft shows right now due to COVID. Mm. Um, but that has brought Carly and I great joy because it's like a membership group. And then we have this community that can talk to each other, get advice, you know, like actually sit with us. Like last night, we welcomed new members and had a happy hour where we like had beers on Zoom. And it, it brings you like this connectivity mm. because like our community is really based around craft fairs, which technically we used to have almost every weekend. And we miss it in these COVID times, like being together. And so even if we can talk on Zoom and like we have coffee hours too sometimes oh, where we can just have coffee together on Zoom. It just feels like you're connected again, you know? Mm. Yeah, for sure. That's something that we're all struggling with and, and finding new ways to connect. Right. So um, without giving away all of your secrets, uh, mm-hmm. what's something that uh, is some advice you would give to a new maker on how to start that journey of you know making profit on their creation definitely don't give up i mean it's hard at first but don't give up we all run into hurdles and make sure that you ask other makers questions i mean not like how did you make that because that gets kind of frustrating sometimes but we are are really an open community and we all are like reaching out for each other and we want everyone to rise together so i feel like you know, reaching out to a maker who's already kind of successful or that you've admired and just saying, I really admire you. Like, um, are you doing any shows coming up? Do you have any, whatever? I think that's a really great point and make sure that you have a digital, and this is hard for some people like to have a website or, but just Instagram or Facebook can replace a website in these day and ages. Most people use social media and it's such an amazing free way that you can Mm. have a digital presence. So I, I, I like Instagram a lot because of the photo aspect of it. And I feel like with what we do with makers and selling our handmade items, photos are so important, you know, whereas Twitter, you just like post articles and type Instagram is really important and it's free. And so I feel like Instagram is a great thing. If you are a maker, make sure you have an Instagram account and we do have some free like stuff on craftshowsuccess.com that you can go look at if you if you are watching this in your maker um, that has ideas and tips about photos and that kind of stuff. But yeah, just don't don't be nervous. Just do it. I mean, there's thousands of people trying to do it. And so it's 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 a really great thing to do right now when we're all online anyways, because of a pandemic. Right. Yeah, that's some great advice. Just just take a leap. You can't yeah. go wrong and yeah, having something for interested parties to look at and see more of your work and Instagram's a great place to start. Um, people are online right now. I'm we online. Sure are. <laughs> we sure are. Um, so for those of us who will be seeing these makers Instagrams, how can we best support local makers? Oh yes. Okay. So you, even if you don't 
have the funds or the means to purchase right now, just share them, comment. One of the best ways to grow your um, Instagram and your social media is by people interacting. So if one of your friends um, makes stationery or one of your friends makes t-shirts, share them, um, tell people to follow them, just comment on their posts, like love your new shirt or like love that new stationery or this would make a great gift. Um, purchasing is always great, of course. And then, you know, just shouting them out whenever you can is a great way to do it. Um, sharing on Instagram and Facebook, you can just hit the share button. And then you could even type like, this is my friend. Um, you know, if you're looking for a unique, for instance, we're the Kansas City Chiefs. That's our football team. They're the Super Bowl winners last year. <laughs> if you're looking for a unique Chief shirt, you know, go here. And mm. so just sharing, even if you don't have funds to purchase is a great way to support local makers and your friends because we really need it right now. And not only do the local makers, they're small businesses and they're entrepreneurs, they tend to donate to charities more, bring more um, sales tax and income tax to the city, which in turn, you know, helps us keep our roads nice. And they're better for the environment, like shopping local is because they don't have big semis bringing in all the packages to Walmart. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that name. Um, big box stores, you know what I mean? And so it's really great to support local no matter how you do it. Yeah, and I love that that sentiment of even if you aren't able to purchase something yeah. to even just share and and keep the community going and um, yeah, sure. yeah what's yours is mine what's mine is yours just flowing it all around <laughs> and it feels better I mean to me personally I know that I supported someone who actually made a product and then I'm giving it as a gift to someone and that makes it more special to me and yeah. it feels like you know you can tell a story too when people ask you um about what you're wearing you know, you, or if I don't even have earrings on right now, but you can tell that story like, oh, my friend or this woman named Melissa made it. For instance, I'll use an example of Tucker and Scout. That's um, one of my makers. Her name, her brand is called Tucker and Scout. Those are her kids' names. Isn't that cute? You know? Oh, like, yeah. You know about the maker. Mm -hmm. You would not know that if you just ordered them online from, you know, a big box store. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's something I love about about local makers and something I miss about having some of the larger craft fairs that we have in our area. Yeah. Um, and I know you're pivoting really well with Strawberry Swing right now. Do you want to tell us a little bit about how you've shifted from these giant festivals, yeah. these giant craft shows to this season's approach? Yeah. So we are normally a free affair, a free fair. It's always been free. Um, but because last year we had 20,000 people attend our free wow. holiday sale, we realize, or we, I say we, but it's really me. Um, I realized that I needed to ticket this event. It's going to be outdoors. Normally it's indoors because we have pretty cold winter here, but we're going to have kind of Kansas City's first Chris Kindle market. It'll go four weekends. Um, they have them in all the big cities. You know, obviously they started in Germany um, with like, I don't speak German, so I can't pronounce all these things well, but we're going to try and reproduce that with having these special drinks and some of these roasted nuts and all that. But then we have 50 makers that will be set up outside in tents um, with like decoration, you know, as an outdoor festive holiday market. And so it'll be ticketed so that I can control how many guests come in. We are also requiring masks, even though we are outside. We did that at our um, weekly pop-ups last, the last two months, we required masks, even though we were outdoors just to be safe and make sure, you know, and social distancing guidelines, like it'll be a, a safe uh, 
one way, this way, like follow it that way. And so I'm so excited to launch this. It's going to be really incredible. And it's a way that we can still support these makers because some of them were making half of their year's income at just my holiday event. And so wow. I didn't want to give up on them. And it's also my income, you know, I, I mean, this is my small business too. And so together we're all going to rise and hopefully in a very safe way where um, people can still interact and buy amazing locally made gifts for each other. That's great. And, and if we're not local, how can we support um, us? Strawberry Swing? Yeah. Yes. You can follow us. And then we also have um, a small, uh, not small, but it's a website called Shop Local Kansas City. I think it's shoplocalkc.com. That was another pivot I did right when coronavirus hit because I really didn't know if I would ever be able to have a craft fair again. So we spent like 48 hours and put more than 300 of my makers who were already scheduled to be in my event that we ended up having to cancel um, on this website. And so it's just a pass-through. I'm like a pass-through. It's not me taking any money. It's just me linking their sites with a really beautiful photo of what they make. And so you can support them that way. And I also have a nonprofit called the True Market Collective that you can support if you're interested in that. We just got um, on national news. We did six Black Lives Matter street murals. You know how people are painting Black Lives Matter very large on the street. We did it in six areas of our city. Our city is historically really segregated. Um, and we actually have a street called Troost, which is what my nonprofit is named after that is called a red line. It was like a red line. And if you know anything about development and what that means is they intentionally um, created this red line where uh, the socioeconomic differences were low income on the east side of it. And um, people did white flight and moved to Kansas back in the days of Brown versus Board of Education. So we have a nonprofit where we hopefully can lift that barrier to entry to become a maker that's going to be right on Truce. The building is on this street. Um, and so you can follow us, Truce Market Collective, donate to us. We will have incredible makers creating together. Um, our idea is to have both people who have never been able to, you know, have a t-shirt company in there with someone who already has an existing very successful t-shirt company so they can mentor each other and then we partner with the community and throw events and do the black lives matter murals because we're an arts organization and we've done many murals before and so this was a way for us to support black artists and um it's been really incredible to watch it grow we're not in the building yet because the buildings were so um what would be the word divested in i mean three years they've been working on getting these historic buildings uh, able to for us to go inside of them so you can follow us there too yeah we'll follow along that project for sure yeah um sounds like you do a lot and you follow <laughs> your excitement and your passion and that comes across so clearly it's beautiful um what about strawberry swing are you really proud of or what's one thing so i'm sure you have so <laughs> many moments I think that community that we've created, it's just beautiful to see everyone come together uh, when we can. And like I said, we were wearing masks outside and I had no problems. I'm sure you've seen like all over the news. It's like this very um, <laughs> arguable thing is wearing a mask, which I don't understand why. But um, no one, you know, fought us on that. Mm -hmm. Everyone was totally understanding. They wanted to protect our makers. They wanted to protect themselves. And that's one thing that I really love about this community we built is like, it's a caring community and everyone really wants to support each other and be around each other. And I feel like that's what I'm most proud of and being able to support the makers with their incomes, right? So they can follow mm -hmm. their dreams and 
I've watched make one of the most uh, the things I'm most proud of is watching makers open brick and mortars, like going wow. from, you know, their store being my event because they can't, they don't have the means to be in a shop to then opening their own stores. That's something that makes me really happy. And I feel like that's kind of the end goal of many of the makers is to have their own brick and mortar. And I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen that happen. And it becomes, now they sponsor the swing because they made it. And that, that's that, amazing. That makes me so happy. Yeah, I bet. Um, so whether the maker's dream is to have a brick and mortar or really what they want is to just do this thing on the side because they have a different yeah. career that's fulfilling. Um, what's a wish that you have for all of your fellow makers? Oh, I hope they just keep going. And I know this is so hard right now during coronavirus and just keep going. Um, really try and take if you can like watch any free things about selling online, any courses, because so many people are putting their knowledge on the internet right now and teaching. Um, I feel like right now is a great time to just er get some knowledge on how to sell online, how to up your game um, with your photos, like making your product stand out. So just really get that like online sales game right now because we can't do too much person, you know, person to person mm -hmm. stuff. So just like take this time that you're, if you're stuck at home, you know, if your job has you work from home, do a little bit of like learning on the side too. Yeah. We live in an amazing time where yeah. it's just so much shared knowledge um, For sure. that we can just learn from each other so much more easily now. Right. And I, I learned from you all, like when I saw your maker uh, email go out last month, I saw that that maker was from Wichita, which is three hours for me. And I immediately found her on Instagram was like, I just read your duck feet interview. Oh my God. It was so amazing. Come to my fair. And now she's going to be in the holiday swing. Uh, and I, I mean, that would probably not have happened. And I wouldn't have spent a lot of time reading every email in my inbox, but now I'm home all the time. So I'm so glad that, you know, things like that happen. It's just like kismet that she was featured in your um, newsletter. And then I found her. Yeah. And now she's able to, to be at the fair. And um, yeah, that's something that we love so much at Duckfeed and why I love it. Part of my job is getting to chat with you and learning about you and just feeling connected because we are, it's just feeling yeah. into how we are. Thank you so much. And I'm, I know I just got my Duckfeed boots for my birthday last month. Um, <laughs> and I cannot tell you how amazing they are because I'm on my feet literally at the craft fair last weekend i was on my feet outside in 40 degree weather from it was actually 36 at one point from 6 a.m to 6 p.m and like normally i my feet really 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 hurt mm. at the end of the day and they did not <laughs> oh good, good and they were warm <laughs> they mm. were warm yes it's cold here as you can see i'm bundled up like a mm. little um little lady but Yes. Yeah. So oh, I'm so you all do highlighting us because we really have become, we've done this like switch with COVID too, is like, we've kind of gone back to the wholesome things. Like, you know, more people are like gardening, more people are mm -hmm. trying to be creative and because we're at home and it's wonderful for me, I love it. I love slowing down and I love watching people create and stop like, you know, I don't know, just being so fast and moving all the time and going from meeting to meeting. It's been nice to watch people create and like, like myself, I'm now a florist. I mean, yeah. not really, I, say that I don't have any schooling. I don't actually know what flowers I'm using most of the time, but you know. But you're exploring it. Yeah, that's great. And so flowers has entered your life in this time of COVID. And what else do you do if you're not working or if you're not starting another business? It sounds like you have so many projects. How do you relax? 
my family. Um, I relax with my my family. My husband is a chef. He is an amazing cook, so I don't really cook too much. But my sons, I have two boys. One is four and one is nine, and they're really sweet and fun. So I do a lot of hanging out with them. And just, you know, I do a lot of, I just watched The Queen's Gamut, which was the first binge watch I've done. And it was amazing. I highly recommend. It's about a woman who becomes a chess champion in a man's world. And it's so good. That's great. That's great. Um, yeah, there's something like being cozy, especially now I feel like we've all let ourselves sink in a little yes. more. What is the word? Is it huga? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Danish. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Just being I, like cozy, the art of coziness, right? Yeah. I'm so busy right now. <laughs> good, good. And so last question for you, just something fun that I like asking people in general. Um, what's something really beautiful that you've seen recently? Oh my gosh. I see so much beauty everywhere. Honestly, um, I love nature and I have really seen some beautiful nature in my backyard. Um, that is, I feel like since we've all slowed down a little bit, there's not as many airplanes flying, at least where I am. Um, nature has really blossomed and it feels kind of like a winter wonderland here. It, it snowed on um, Monday, I think. Oh, wow. You beat us. <laughs> yeah, it did snow here on Monday where we got that uh, snow from Denver. And I I really loved seeing um, nature come out. It's beautiful to me to watch the birds and the squirrels and the chipmunks and everything else just kind of like feel free to not be nervous about all the cars driving and I don't know that's been really beautiful for me and they ate all my tomato plants and I kind of like seeing it froze anyway so yeah. <laughs> I fed them and that was fun oh good 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 well thank you so much for taking your morning to chat with us Katie it has been such a joy and pleasure to hear about you and all the things you're doing for makers and we'll be sure to keep an eye on what's next for strawberry swing um, we'll link to all of your, um, the resources you provided as well. Um, Thank you. Yeah, and best, best of luck to you and all the makers for this holiday season.